You are listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. Hey guys, it's David Burns and this is episode number 37. Today I have Eric Brank back on the podcast to tell the rest of his story. Because uh, as I mentioned in episode number 36, his uh, European baseball story took an unusual twist. So we'll save that for the interview. Uh, just to review, Eric played in 2014 in the German Bundesliga with the Bad Homburg Hornets. Uh, yeah, so Eric uh, will tell us about his story in just a little bit. Also, listen for the Mine Wood Bat giveaway question. This is the third question of six. Uh, you email your answer in to international baseball community at gmail.com with subject heading E37. Uh, if you get six out of six questions correct, uh, you get your name in the draw for the free Wood Bat giveaway by Mine Wood Bats. Uh, I'll be asking three more questions over the next three episodes, uh, and also this dates back to episode 35, so if this is your first time listening, uh, you need to head back to episode 35 and 36 and also send in your answers to those questions. So without further ado, let's get on with this interview with Eric Brank, and he'll tell you about his story and where it's taken him. Today's episode is brought to you by Mine Wood Bats. Handcrafted by Italian beechwood and engineered to perfection, where artful design and rigorous science meet, from the forest to the field, mine wood bats delivers excellence. Eric, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me again. So uh, I'm going to combine this one with the previous interviews, so so those listening will, will be hearing this for the first time, um, uh, both interviews for the first time. You You just got back from your second stint in Germany within one year or one season pretty much. So uh, why don't you take us through that a little bit, just a brief summary of, of you know, taking us back until to the spring when you, you got a, an opportunity to come to Germany, uh, how that came about, and, and then take us kind of through the, the quick story of, of what happened this year. Okay, yeah, sure. I was, um, you know, I always knew that I was – um, going to want to play after college um, in some capacity or another, and you know, I, I didn't get an opportunity here in the states, and so I was working on um, finding an opportunity in Europe. Basically, all spring, <clears throat> contacting teams, just sending emails out to you know basically every team that I possibly could, mm-hmm. and um, you know like um, I ended up finding the right opportunity in Bad Homburg. Basically, last minute, um, I pretty much finished up my college season, got everything finalized with Bud Homburg two days later, and then got on a flight and headed out there. So, okay, and that was uh, sometime in May then. Yeah, that was at the end of May. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, I guess, where um, everything originated, and um, it, was, it was a little chaotic. But you know, once I got got there, I got um, settled in. And um, ended up you know, having a great summer out there. I had a great time and uh, played well. And uh, while I was out there, um, I guess I received some interest from the national team, mm-hmm. from the German national team. And um, they had heard that I had some German um, family. Actually, all, all of my um, family on my mom's side is from Germany. So 
um, there's an opportunity there for me to get a German passport and dual citizenship and everything. So I, um, I made my passport appointment while I was in Germany for, um, at the consulate back here in the States in Atlanta. So basically, um, a week after I got, um, back here in the States after the season was over in Bad Hamburg, I went down to Atlanta and, um, met with the German consulate there. And they originally told me that it was going to take a few months to get a passport because there was some issue with my mom's maiden name or, um, some bureaucratic issue or whatever. But, um, I guess someone that was working there that day that I had my appointment had a different interpretation of the rule. And, uh, I basically walked out of the consulate there with a valid German passport. So, Wow, so same day. Uh, yeah, same day. Wow. Um, it was yeah, it was kind of crazy. I actually applied for both a temporary and a full passport, mm-hmm. just in case, so I can get that the, the uh, temporary one. They can issue on the same day. Yeah. And then they can just send you the full one later, and you send back the temporary one. So. Yeah, yeah, I've done but, that as well. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. So then. <clears throat> temporary so then <laughs> And then um, I called up the national team again, and um, the coach was actually the coach of Georgia State, Coach Frady, mm-hmm. in in Atlanta. So I was there and basically called him up and said, you know, hey, I just got a German passport. <clears throat> and um, they basically just said, all right, let's get you on a flight because the European Championships were starting the, the following week. Yeah. And I think that the team was training like the next day. So I was able to get on a flight like two days later. I missed the first day of training, but um, and I was able to join the team and uh, play in all the exhibition games and everything. And I was uh, fortunate enough to make the final roster and uh, played with them last month in the European Championships. So that was, that was an incredible experience. Wow. Yeah, and we'll get into that definitely. So yeah. basically you get off the plane and you're not even over the jet lag and you're flying back. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, um, especially since I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I was, I was kind of getting ready to you know relax at home and you know kind of had a long summer traveling and settle in and and all of a sudden I walk out of the embassy with a passport and like oh well, right, well, here we go again. So, <laughs> wow. So what was the time frame again? It was that you were home two days and then so I was home. Um, I, I got home on a Thursday. I was in Atlanta all weekend. Um, visiting friends and family, and then I had my passport appointment the following Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then walked out of the the embassy there with the passport. So, I was home for about a week, and actually at home for you know two two or three days in, in Atlanta for the rest of the time. So, wow, yeah, it, it was crazy. I mean, I, as soon as I landed back in Germany, I was like, wow, I can't even believe I'm back here already. Like, this is, <laughs> it was almost, it was almost uh, too much, but I was able to adjust. So. so, so the next thing you know, you're, you're playing in front of a, a pretty large crowd, home crowd supporting mm-hmm. Germany and, yeah. uh, you know, you're in the lineup. Yeah. So what was that experience like? Suddenly you're, you're representing Germany at a, at a, you know, a pretty serious um, competition at the European Championships, and obviously mm-hmm. Germany wants to do well. So, so there must be an element of pressure that comes along with that, especially just stepping off a plane. And next thing you know, you're wearing a, a German jersey, and 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 uh, all these fans are, are wondering who's this who's this new guy. Yeah, yeah. 
um, that was incredible. I mean, playing in Regensburg with, uh, with the home crowd there, and um, I think it definitely gave us a little bit of a home field advantage. And um, <clears throat> it, was, it was almost a little bit sad when we left and had to go to Brno because you know we were basically leaving the leaving the home field and yeah. the home crowd, and um, and you know we have kids signing up for autographs before and after every game. And, yeah, um, I mean, it was it was incredible. And, um, and one thing I really had to uh, respect was how much of an honor it is for um, the, all the German players to play for to play for the uh, national team because you know at first I kind of viewed it as a great experience, but um, you know these guys are re- representing their country, and you know once once I was able to uh, respect that, and it was also a really good, great honor for me too. So yeah, for sure, yeah, that was really cool. Definitely, that's what I think. All these German players, they grow up. That's what they're dreaming of doing is representing yeah. their country in an international baseball competition. So exactly. putting on that jersey and and uh, you get the opportunity after about a couple of days. So that, that's pretty cool. Uh, so I, I, I guess we'll get more into the visa. Actually, I wanted to ask you more questions about that because I do okay. get a number of guys um, that uh, that have German last names and, and sometimes they're not sure if they qualify. But uh, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll get back into that. But right now, uh, you, you got to play against uh, you know some of the. the top uh, national team in Europe They're playing against Italy mm-hmm. and the Netherlands. Can you t- speak a little bit about that experience, what that was like, and, and your impression of those teams? Uh, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, those are definitely the top two teams in Europe from um, you know what I saw. Um, Spain was also very good, um, and we ended up losing to France too, but um, you know, Italy and Netherlands were de- definitely in another class, and, and you can just see you know, the way they um, approach everything. They just have a very uh, professional approach. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've I heard that a lot of guys were playing, you know, double-A ball or triple-A. Um, I think the third baseman for Italy had been in the majors. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, those guys, I mean, they're just all professionals and um, all have played very high-level baseball. So it's yeah. – um, that was certainly a – Awesome experience to play against um, guys of that of that caliber. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually there. I watched you guys play play Italy. <clears throat> I went yeah. up there with uh, with Kyle and Alex mm-hmm. and Scotty, and we were watching you watching you play yeah. there. And I think that I guess that was the second game you probably were, were representing Germany. And, yeah. Um, yeah, Alex was giving you a hard time from that. I don't. I hope you didn't hear him. <laughs> he was trying uh, to ha- trying to heckle you a little bit there. But, yeah, a little bit, but hopefully no one understood him or something. Yeah, nobody they wouldn't understand him probably. No. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand him. So, <laughs> uh, so then you went off to Bruno, which is in the Czech Republic. Uh, so yeah. then you're not playing in front of a home crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. So who did you play? Uh, who did you square off in Bruno with? Um, we played Spain, the Netherlands. And Czech Republic there. Yeah. So, and, what was uh, it like? Let's talk about the Czech Republic then playing against them on their home turf. Uh, what was the atmosphere like there compared to that in Regensburg? Was it similar? Uh, yeah, I would say it was similar. Um, the stadium wasn't as big, so um, maybe, maybe not as many fans, but um, they're definitely um, there to support their country, and so um, there's definitely a lot of uh, fanatics and. You know, it's a few diehards there supporting, yeah. the, supporting the Czech Republic. So, yeah. and what did you? What, what do you think the level of baseball is in comparison to Germany? Just comparing the the, the Czech players to the German players, it's pretty. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty similar, yeah. um, actually. And there's there's been quite a few um, Czech guys who 
have played pro ball here in the States, and mm-hmm. there are a few that, that uh, still are currently, um, from what I heard. So they, they had a um, they had a pretty good team, too. I was pretty impressed with, with them. Yeah. And what about yourself on the German team? Were you, were you the only person that was flown in uh, with that happened to have, like, an American that has a German passport, or, or were there a few others? Um, I was the only one that received it that, that uh, soon, but there are a couple other Americans. Yeah. Uh, Luke Summer, who had played for the national team for mm-hmm. um, a few years, and yeah. uh, Harry Glenn, who is another pitcher that, that played on the national team. Those guys play and live in Germany year-round. Are there? Did you know of any other Americans that were flown in specifically just for this or have you- um, okay. no okay. no I was the only all the all the other guys were um, German born and raised mm-hmm. interesting so what about so you're going to get the long term German passport are you thinking of coming back for future competitions like joining the German team in, in the next European championship yeah I mean, I'm definitely thinking about it. I'm kind of um, sorting through what's next from here but um, mm-hmm. you know I have that that Capability, I guess, now with the uh, passport. So, yeah, uh, definitely an advantage. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know of Owen Ozanich. Maybe you met him. He was playing for Team France. Very similar yeah. story. I believe it was his mother is French born. I'm not even sure. Mm-hmm. I apologize, Owen. It's been a while since I interviewed you, if you're listening. But yeah, he's been playing for the French national team, I think, three years now. And nice. he got a, an opportunity to play in the WBC qualifier as well, and yeah. so you know, awesome. so that's that's also something you you can potentially be a part mm-hmm. of down the road. So that's pretty cool. So let's mm-hmm. go back uh, just a little bit more about German baseball. Um, so you're living in Bad Homburg, which is in Germany, uh, I believe. In the you're in the southern division, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going to pause quickly for the Mime Woodbat giveaway question for episode number 37. The question is, which Austrian baseball league club travels the furthest? Which Austrian baseball league club travels the furthest, meaning uh, is kind of off the map compared to where all the other clubs are located in Austria? You can find this in the ebook, the free ebook on the Baseball Jobs Overseas website that is on uh, Austrian baseball, so you can go to baseballjobsoverseas.com or you can go to internationalbaseballcommunity.com to find that free ebook and email in your answer to internationalbaseballcommunity at gmail.com with subject heading E37. Uh, so, can you kind of describe to those that are listening um, a little bit about what what it's like being a professional baseball player in Europe? What what your kind of daily schedule is like and and what they can expect coming over. Um, well, so as you know, many probably know, um, for the most part, games are only played on the weekends. Because mm-hmm. a lot of guys on the team are either um, studying or have full-time jobs. So um, for me, I had a lot of downtime uh, during the week, you know, between working baseball camps or doing school projects or, um, you know, I, I made some money uh doing that on the side, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, a day, a normal daily routine, I guess would be, you know, wake up at 10 or 11 and go to the gym. I, I rode my bike to the gym and uh, then come back and you know, make something to eat and then basically go to the field after that and yeah. you know, get to the yeah. field early, get some, you know, swings in or whatever. And then we would practice three nights a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, um, obviously, uh, we're not as a professional baseball player in Europe. You're not really making 
uh, a ton of money. So, um, did you find there was enough to to live on? Did you did you make enough money to live on to support the expenses while there? Yeah, yeah, I did. The uh, the club set me up with a place to live, and you know, I used the bike for transportation a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, between that and um, the school projects and camps, um, we actually did did quite well with the camps. Yeah. So um, that that helped a lot. So there's definitely enough to to basically get by, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So what what were your uh, if you can kind of okay maybe uh, obviously the best memory is is uh, your best memory would be the probably representing uh, the German national team, but um, yeah. What what were maybe some some of the subtle differences that you noticed? <clears throat> I may have asked you this in the previous interview. I should have mm-hmm. gone back and checked, but some of the the subtle differences between the, the German baseball and what you were used to back in college? Um, I mean, more or less, it's um, just kind of the way uh, baseball is approached in Europe. It's still kind of a hobby for, for most guys. Like I said, most guys are have full-time jobs and mm-hmm. then are playing baseball at night or on the weekends or whatever. So um, you know, it's not quite to that, I guess, highly professional level that – you might see in the States or some other baseball crazy countries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least in Germany. I mean, in Italy and Holland, I guess it's a little more so, um, professionalized, but you know, just, I guess just the, uh, attitude that it's, it's more of a hobby and something that guys are doing for fun, which I mean, it's great to have them out there, you know, because they're basically out there on their own time and, yeah. I'm doing it just because they love the game. So yeah, it's it's a hobby that they're very passionate about. Yeah, and they work hard towards improving. But in the end, it is it is a hobby. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Bad Homburg was towards the bottom of the league. Uh, so you probably yeah. had to play in the promotion relegation round. Did right. you, was there much of a gap between the top teams in the second division, uh, or or was it pretty stiff? Like was it pretty close? We actually didn't play against a team in the second division. Okay. I guess and. Um, this year there wasn't a team that was uh, prepared to come up. Okay. So we, we finished, I think, uh, seventh out of eight mm-hmm. in, in the South. And so we would have played uh, the second team in the second division had they been um, prepared to come up. But they say with um, there's, there's a lot more expenses to playing in the first league. And mm-hmm. um, so and there's just such a, from what I've heard, there's such a big gap that, um, teams really have to um, improve dramatically in order to have some success in the first league. Yeah, yeah, and there's certain requirements as far as facilities are concerned and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, we're jumping back. We're a little bit all over the place, but I'm almost right. I'm almost done here. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, the the visa. Uh, your mother was she born in Germany? She was born in the states. She's born um, in the states. Okay, the, uh, I've, I've heard I've heard that a parent needs to be born there, but I've never really cleared it up. So, uh, so, did, did, are you able to you know share any information uh, about what what what's the cutoff? Like who can qualify and who couldn't? Yeah, yeah, I've gone through the process, so I can um, hopefully clarify a little bit. Um, from what I understand and from the interpretation that I receive. From the consulate in Atlanta, um, as long as you were born to a German citizen, then um, you are entitled to German citizenship. So my mom was born in the States, but my grandparents were German citizens when she was born. 
and they, they actually didn't become U.S. citizens until the, like the late '90s or something. Okay. So <clears throat> um, she was um, born to German citizens, so technically. I was born to a German citizen. Oh, okay. So she so was, she was kind of classified as a German citizen because she was born a German citizen. So at that time, they were not right. U.S. citizens, but they were on their way to becoming U.S. citizens. Perhaps. Right. So my mom actually has dual citizenship, too, but she's um, never had any reason to uh, pursue it or receive a German passport. Mm-hmm. But um, So she, I, I have a German passport, but she doesn't. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah but um, I mean, she, she could get one and my sister could get one. Yeah. Um, you just the key is just to pr- provide the right the right documents. Yeah. Um, I think they asked for my grandparents' birth certificates, um, their mm-hmm. marriage certificate, um, their naturalization certificates, um, my mom's birth certificate, my parents' marriage certificate, my birth certificate, mm-hmm. um, and a ton uh, of paperwork. Yeah, a lot of paperwork. And, yeah, uh, I brought um, yeah. n- uh, notarized copies, of course, of yeah. all that stuff, and I actually had more than I needed. But um, it's better to have too much than, than too little when you go to those passport appointments. Yeah. But this isn't the first time I've heard that if you go directly into the consulate <clears throat> in the U.S., it's it's not so bad. Like it's pretty quick. Like there's a lot of yeah. paperwork, but they they can process it fairly quickly. So right, right. I was actually um, in there for thirty, forty five minutes or something. I mean, it wasn't anything ridiculous yeah. by any means. And mm-hmm. um, they told me I can just come back later that afternoon and pick up my passport. So, Okay. Super. <coughs> so, kennst du Deutsch? I'm busy. Yeah. Okay. Das ist ziemlich schwer. Yeah. I'm working on But I've been here 10 years and they make fun of me every day because I can't speak German. But I, I can. I can communicate. But, yeah. But I work I work in an American institute, so it's English every uh, day. That's my excuse anyway. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's actually not that difficult of a language if you put your mind to it. Right, a lot right. of similarities, but... Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I live somewhat close to my grandparents here, so I can... Yeah, practice with them a little bit. If, okay, uh, cool. Uh, so that helped you out a little over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. But it's, I'm, I'm interested and I want to keep learning it, you know, hopefully regardless of whether I come back next year or not. So Yeah. Well, cool. So, um, yeah, we've been in contact recently. Now, I was in contact with you when you were looking at coming to Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I can't remember if I was much involved in that process or not. I remember speaking to the Hornets a little bit, and I don't mm-hmm. know. But they found you through the website anyway. Right, right, um, yeah. And now uh, recently uh, an Australian club reached out to me and, and asked <laughs> and they're looking for a, a shortstop, somebody willing to mm-hmm. come on short notice. So you were one of the names that came to mind. So, yeah. so right now you're in the process of considering going to Australia. You yeah. haven't really settled that long in, back home. Um, no, so can you kind of take us through that thought process right now <clears throat> and the decision process of hopping on another plane and going to Australia now? Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm um, you know, still um, weighing my options about um, while I was in Germany, I, I worked on um, getting some job opportunities here in the States for when I come back because mm-hmm. I, w- I wanted to find something to do when I come back, of course. At the time, I wasn't expecting to go to Australia. So um, I actually had a job interview here a few weeks ago and have a job offer that I'm um, considering right now. And mm-hmm. Basically, wh- while I was going through that process, you know, I get a phone call from a team in Canberra two weeks ago that says they had someone went down with an injury and um, now they're looking for a shortstop. And um, I guess through the website and through you and through playing on the national team, I came um, 
highly recommended, he said. And so um, that's what I've been um, considering the last few weeks. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to drag the process out by any means and keep them, you know, on the hook or anything. Um, but they said that they, they have time to wait for me if, um, you know, for, for whatever decision I want to make. He said he thinks I'll be a good fit. So they've been um, really um, understanding and appreciative the whole throughout the whole process the last few weeks. So, Sure, it's not an easy decision. I understand. I can put myself back in your shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to date myself here, but a while ago, and uh, but looking back now, I, I'd hop on it. That's my yeah. per- that's my personal thing. I, I'm not you, and I don't know your life and and yeah. what your plans are. But me personally, I I went to Australia backpacking, and I'd love to go back. And I, I can't speak about Canberra um, mm-hmm. itself. I I do a little research on on uh, what the area is like too, and the quality mm-hmm. of life because it's it's definitely not. I, I'm pretty sure it's not on the on the ocean front. Yeah. So. Uh, that's one thing to consider. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And I guess a lot of the Australian clubs, their offers are, are a little different. Some offer mm-hmm. a return flight, but most of them don't. Most of them will offer right. a, a job and you pay your own flight and, and maybe, maybe a small income. So, um, something yeah. to think of. there's a lot to think about. I hear you. So, yeah. So, yeah. so that's, what that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Well, good luck with that decision. And, uh, maybe we can part now with, uh, any final tips for for anyone considering uh, playing overseas, playing in Europe or Australia? Uh, any final tips to prepare for something like that? Um, yeah, if, I mean, just if it's something that you want to do, then pursue it. I mean, that's basically the, the reason I got over here is because I, I knew that I want to keep playing and um, I was willing to do anything to make it happen. And um, you know, I just pursued it and I had, I had to be persistent for sure. And, um, you know, but I basically just um, was able to, to make it happen and um, definitely the experience of a lifetime once I did. So Yeah. Um, well, I did notice that. You did stick it. with it. Um, you yeah. contacted me pretty early, and, and I remember yeah. you would follow up quite a bit. And, but you were also careful about the process. I noticed, like, you took your time. You didn't rush into anything, and mm-hmm. you weighed your options. was my impression from my end. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty solid advice. So. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what happens, and uh, if you make it out to Australia, let me know. And if not, hopefully we'll we'll see you back in Europe next year, maybe uh, maybe at Fingston Ball again, or, yeah. or maybe, maybe out at Prague Baseball Week. So yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see you then. Thanks for having me, David. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for being back. So take care. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah. That wraps up another episode of the International Baseball Community Podcast. I want to thank Eric for sharing his story and Mindwood Bats for sponsoring the episode. Uh, very interesting, these uh, these guys that come over on uh, a European visa, uh, German-Americans, French-Americans, Italian-Americans, uh, There's uh, all these guys are coming over to Europe and playing baseball. It gives them a huge advantage as well, not only to you know represent a nation, but also to get their foot in the door with some of the best clubs within those countries because uh, they have the advantage of being able to pitch. If you're a pitcher in the first game of a doubleheader uh, where only passport holders can do so. So if you're a pitcher and, and you may qualify for uh, an EU passport, then uh, that's, that's really big. Um, 
but also there's import rules so in germany for example there can be three imports on the field at a time so next year eric wouldn't count as one of those imports uh, so not only does that give you the opportunity uh, to obviously get a get your foot in the door in germany uh, or elsewhere but also uh, i think you can uh, you're probably offered quite a bit more because i think all the teams want to want to bring you on especially if your skill level is at a at a pretty high level uh, so you could potentially be paid a little better as well uh, and set up a little better that way so so if you think that you have a german heritage or uh, italian heritage or, or french heritage and you may qualify for a passport definitely look into it um, uh, just go to the consulate uh, where you live and and ask some questions and then give them the paperwork and see what happens so it's definitely worth worth the time and effort if you want to hear other podcast episodes that talk about visa issues and uh, qualifying for eu passports you can listen to episode five where i interview owen ozenich who qualified for a french passport and he uh, played for the french national team in the wbc qualifier uh, and again, he uh, and he also played against Eric and the German team in 2014, and I believe also in 2013 for the European Championships. Uh, and then there is uh, David Burns, another David Burns, uh, who I interviewed in episode number 28, uh, and he played baseball in Italy. He he didn't play for the national team, I believe, but he did get a chance to play in Italy. Uh, but injury ended his career uh, but due to that Italian passport he had a chance to play uh, in Italy so and there's another episode coming up in the near future with another gentleman that also played in Italy because of qualifying for an Italian passport so definitely look into it I know there's a lot of Italian Americans out there there's quite a few German Americans so it's worth looking into if you enjoyed this podcast episode uh, and or if you found it beneficial Really, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you head to our Facebook page. Uh, it's uh, www.facebook.com uh, forward slash international baseball community. Give us a like uh, or share the episode. Uh, or if you're not a big Facebook person, then uh, you could always head over to SoundCloud. It's soundcloud.com forward slash IBC podcast. Um, and you can share the episode that way or like it or comment directly on it right there as well. I'd like to hear your comments and feedback. Um, yeah, or if you or anyone else that you know of has an interesting international baseball story, we'd love to hear it. So you can email me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com, and uh, we'll see if we can set up an interview. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on episode number 38, uh, where we'll be presenting the fifth question – oh, sorry, the fourth uh question for the mine wood bat giveaway so don't forget to email in today's answer uh, to international baseball community at gmail.com subject heading e37 until next time take care everybody